Once in every generation a hero is born, sometimes more, you are about to witness heroes in the making, this is Dem Fancy Season 2. What's up everyone, welcome to Dem Fancy Dinosaurs, and we're back for Season 2. Well, I say Season 2, but it's really Year 2, like the second Harry Potter movie. And with this now, we've just got me, and it's Nerdy Nick today. Yeah, we're not really seasonal, aren't we? No, I don't think we're seasonal. It's more just, yeah, Harry Potter. So basically, we've just no, no. introduced more characters. It's like some random dude on the road. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, just wait. There's going to be a Maybe cool... a chick will turn up? Maybe. But we do have the new character, the cool dude, bro. What's up? What's up, everyone? Time to play some Halo. Yeah, no, he's already been fired. <laughs> some Call of Duty, bro. Some Call of Duty, man. <laughs> HD. <laughs> yeah, no, he's immediately been fired. So, yeah, welcome back, uh, Nick. Welcome back to the studio. Good to be back. I know, it's been so long. We haven't released an episode in about six weeks now. That's the longest time between episodes. Yeah, we just took our time off and we all had stuff to do for New Year's and Christmas and everything else. That is true. It was so busy and we hadn't really taken the time off since, well, when we started. So it was good to have that relaxation time, really knuckle down and just get back into life. And now that life's over, we can get back into a regular recording schedule and smash out this year. Yes, excellent. Yes. So, we've got some plans for this year. So, uh, one thing that uh, me and you are going to be working on moving forward is our little, uh, I think I'm going to call it Razzimataz. It's our bonus episodes once a month. We're going to work on from the very bottom of the IMDb bottom 100 and work our way up to number one oh, yes. once a month and talk about the movie and really find out if it deserves to be there. Because I already know that speed too. So, we're going to do about 10 films each month. No, we'll do about one. We'll do one film a month. So we'll do one episode a month. Oh yeah, there's still plenty of time. Yeah, yeah, we'll do one episode a month. It'll be a bonus for our Patreon listens only. Oh, okay, that's fine. So we'll do like a rat. We'll we'll figure out a way to do it. Probably pick out a hat or something like that. Yeah. Oh no, we'll just work from the bottom of the list and work our way up. Yeah, that works. Yeah, and then we'll end up with number one, which apparently is disaster movie, which I have not seen. So that'll be fun. I've seen, and it's not really not number one. A lot of the IMDb bottom 100, they're very, very modern films, and I've seen a, a lot more worse films from older eras and everything else like that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of bad films, but as I've said a couple of times, Speed 2 Cruise Control does not deserve to be there, but I will review it anyway. Oh, absolutely not. It's on a boat. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's 
an awesome movie. Yeah, that makes all complaints invalidated. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, Razzie Mitaz, which is going through the like basically the Razzies of the worst films. And uh, what else have you got planned for this year, Nick? Uh, I've just bought a new lappy and some capture cards. And what I will be doing, since out of my enormous game collection and everything, I will now be starting regularly uh, uploading game footage from each games and everything else like that. But I'm not going to, you know, take the games grumps approach or all the other big guys or anything else like that. It's going to be usually one game a week or so. Uh, I'll have like a compilation of like highlights of what I think's in the games, or little neat tricks or anything else like that. And it's more of a, uh, it's more like, like kind of more of a nostalgia trip, I would say, because I would actually give more of a history of the games of. <sighs> where I first spotted them or what I have stories of these games were growing up and everything else and uh, past friends and other people and everything else like that of who've enjoyed this. And also with the other news of Carbon Water, the guest will be moving in with me as well. So he'll be a regular guest on that show as well uh, since we both have a very similar upbringing when it comes to video games at the same time. So we'll have a lot to chat about and everything. Other guests as well, like I'm hopefully getting a Sherbaum artist Yep. Uh, or as we know a show in, uh, to come on the show because he's a guy who's a lot of classic stuff and everything and other people as well like Kyle for, uh, when he gets back from time to time and other people, other guests and everything else like that but yeah, basically, realistically making about a five about a five to ten minute episode uh, a week is very, very doable yep. uh, on my schedule and everything else like that so uh, have a good look in the future and everything so a lot of games um, Again, I'm going to say this. A lot of games you're going to see are actually physical media and everything else, so they're actually running on the physical console and everything. So I apologize in advance because that's the power formatting, so it will look shitty compared to what you <laughs> played people in the United States and everything. Yeah. But it is what it is. That sounds awesome. That's going to be a lot of fun. Something uh, we've been talking about for a while. So there's uh, lots of different plans this year. So we've got the flagship show. We've got your um, untitled nostalgia game show. And we've got the Razimitaz bonus episodes. So that's, that's going to yeah, be it's going to be a, kind of a both and a both because, again, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm in discussions with Carbon Water for making two different animations, one for console, one for arcade. Okay. Uh, I'll get my arcade machine fixed up as well, so I'll have a camera pop behind us and everything so I can actually show some arcade exclusives and everything or games that were just better at the arcade as well. <laughs> so it's all wet. Yeah, it's all there. 2020 is going to be a big year. Yeah, it's very big. Yeah. All right. So how about we start with the show? We'll start with some good old anime news. And I believe you have some condolences that you just announced today on our thing. So do you want to trigger that one? And we'll have a bit oh, of Oh, yes, in our chat. Well, we'll trigger that one. Unfortunately, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, if anyone who's grown up in listening to watching Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and unfortunately GT and Super as well, the announcer that always would appear between episodes to say, next time on Dragon Ball Z. Um, Bryce Armstrong, he passed away yesterday at 84 years old of natural causes. Mm, poor fella. Oh, that's such a... Yeah, such so a the last recording we have of his is, is in the Dragon Ball Kakarot game. Oh, really? So he will forever be immortalized in the Kakarot game? Yes, he's done it for the... Uh, he did the announcements for the preview trailer. Like, they were setting up, like, as an episode of the show. And during the game as well, like, when they had the episodes announcements and everything, or the chapters that you fight enemies, it comes up as like, the androids attack. <laughs> you know, that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. He used, to, he used to harp on for almost, I think it was about seven minutes sometimes. Like, 
Oh, yeah. Some of the preview episodes for, like, the ends of the big fights, that'd be just like, can Gohan really face up to Cell? Can the Cell Juniors be defeated? I'm not sure. Gohan's looking really mad right now. <laughs> yeah, and then it'd be like, okay, and then there's, like, ten minutes of actual episode, and then, like, another three minutes of his outro. <laughs> so he actually stole the show. Oh, yeah. So each episode of Dragon Ball... Oh, yeah, Ball... he did most of Cell. And uh, just a little heads up for Dragon Ball Kakarot, which a lot of people are going to be wondering... Uh, ever wonder when you watch the show, when you just see them power up and you're just like, just punch them in the face. They're not doing anything. They're just powering up, punch them in the face. Yeah, you can just do that. Oh, nice. Just punch them in the face. Yeah, so basically when they try to power up and everything, they get a super Kamehameha right in the face every time. And then when they're bouncing off, I just recharge and do it again. And yeah, I pretty much broke the game in half already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so speaking of which, we may as well just lead into that. Um, how is it? Uh, it's, well, let's put it in perspective. Um... Well, we're first going to jump it from, obviously, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Uh, Fighter Z obviously looks better because it's actually trying to imitate what the show looks like. Yes. But they're both running on the same engine. But Dragon Ball Kakarot actually nails the feeling of flying in the open worlds and everything. And a lot of the maps are actually built uh, in a certain way that they're actually really nostalgic when you look at them from time to time. Uh, a great example was um, when you go to the Android Saga and you're flying up to the mountain, you know, where Dr. Jiro left Android 17 and 18 before he unleashed them. Yes. You actually, when you fly up, you actually can see the shape of the hidden mountain and everything else like that. And you can you know, lay out everything else and like, oh, okay, so it would have connected up to this and this and connected up to this area of the world and everything else like that. So basically, it's not one giant big open world. It's all different levels that you pick within the giant map. But these maps are friggin enormous when it comes down to how much space and stuff and everything is in it as well um like i'm not joking like master roshi's one alone that connects up to the one where remember when cell was trying to find the androids and he's blowing up the islands around it that might, that is all connected in one giant map so you fly across large spans of ocean and everything else like that too oh that's awesome so it's a big archipelago of islands because uh, yeah that always looked a bit yeah yeah similar yeah yeah that's how it looked it was like around in that area and everything but you can understand where uh, they took some artistic leeway, like they took out some characters and everything to speed up the story because it's an RPG, obviously. Yeah. Um, but when it comes down to the RPG mechanics, of course, I'm saying this from an experienced gamer side, I can say, oh, the game is very easy because I just go, you know, get the... Because I actually spend time grinding extra levels before I go on to the next parts and everything else like that. So by the time I do fight the big characters and bosses, I already got like the big overpowered moves and everything at the time. I'm just like, mm-hmm, Vegeta, big bang attack again and again and again and again and again, I win. <laughs> yeah, because I saw, I saw that um, <laughs> it has a very, not steep learning curve, but once you do, if you're not at the right level, you'll get dominated. But if you're over the level by a little bit, you'll dominate. So it's very, the, there's some balancing oh, yeah. issues. If you're like even one level over, the damage scaling is ridiculous. Oh, really? Yeah. But that's okay. I guess that's power yeah, yeah. for you. Um, yeah, but it comes down to when it's mostly uh, power levels and stuff. That kind of goes out the window as well. Like, there's parts where you get to refight bosses again when you're Super Saiyan Goku, and it's like, mm, no, I should pound Nappa and original Vegeta and Raditz into the ground, but that's not happening because they got higher level rankings and stuff now. And it's like, mm, no, <laughs> Super Saiyan's meant to be like 100 times more powerful and stuff. You know, it does those like, little things. Yeah. But it's not really deterred from the game or anything. Uh, some positives I can uh, else as well. It's a really good nostalgia trip through Dragon Ball as well. Uh, a lot of Dragon Ball characters return for side missions and everything. Oh, nice. Uh, you run into the announcer a lot in a lot of open worlds as well. Yeah. Um, and he talks about uh, even, like, I'm not joking, even the part like before I've just beat the Cell Saga, 
Uh, so I'm going on to the Boo Saga, the final part of the game. But there's even the parts where Cell, after he builds the arena, you can actually run into the announcer like on the outskirts going like, oh, I really wish I announced this, but it's too dangerous because Cell's a monster. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so yeah, value for money? Oh, value for... If you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, you'd absolutely love it. Um, but... When it comes down to, I can understand, because I've been looking at the achievements that passed through, I already passed the Cell Saga, and only 9% of people have beaten it that far. So I can say it's much more easier than anything else, but I can understand the difficulty scaling can be uh, a lot more challenging for other people compared to other other action RPGs, because, again, you have to do a lot of the side quests, and I think a lot of people just want to, you know, I'm Goku, and I want to fight for the battle right now, whoosh, and then they get bodied, and like, this game sucks. (laughs) So you actually go to Namek as well, yeah? Yes, you actually go to Namek and you fly around Namek. You actually get to play segments as other characters. Like, that's what happened when I played the Saiyan Saga. I was kind of like the mm, on the fence side and everything. But then when I got to Namek, you can actually play as Vegeta when he goes on his mass murdering spree. I'm like, yeah, now I'm liking this game. <laughs> I love how everyone forgets about Vegeta just flat out murdering half of Namek. Everyone forgives him. <laughs> oh, yeah, he just murders all the villagers. He murders Freeze's crew. He goes after the guards. He got. He- <laughs> He beats up Krillin and Gohan many times. <laughs> he just, he's the biggest asshole in that entire arc. <laughs> he is. He is. He's, he's just the biggest jerk. He's like, I'm bad for myself. Going to kill everyone. Yeah, and that's the best part I love about it. That's still one of my favorite Team Four Star jokes is that's when they collect the Dragon Balls. Vegeta's like, I'm tired from all the fight. I'm going to take a nap. And it's just like, so we're going to wake up Vegeta? No, you see, Gohan, we're not. We're going to make the wish without him. <laughs> Won't that make him mad? Have you seen how he's been treating us all this time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness yeah so uh what about lengthwise um apparently it's about a 40-ish hour game uh that's what they say including with the side quest i'm in the 30 hour mark and i'm at the boo saga um so i haven't counted yet because gohan hasn't become a teenager yet this is like right after the cell saga so there might be a few more side quests before then and then the preview it shows he's become teenage gohan and of course you get to fight against all the boos um all the forms of boo so you actually play as margin boo against the evil boo and all the other different ones and everything as well so like i said the game has content it has a lot of dragon ball content and including uh introducing android 21 from dragon ball fighter z she becomes an official assistant for dr briefs bulma's father as well so she's officially canon in this game as well oh nice um well now that you've finished the cell saga and you moved on to the boo saga hopefully it starts off the same way so you have to be gohan and go to school for like four hours and do little yes you do that actually oh good so you get great say man and everything yeah that's what he actually does there's actually baseball and everything too (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember that scene and he just jumps and he's like flying he's like lucky shot i guess yeah (laughs) you can also um that was the fun part one of the side quests was uh remember when goku and piccolo had to get licenses oh yeah and had to go through the driving school and everything you yeah, you that. can do that, and then you can actually have your own car built and just drive around casually. And that's what I did for like an hour in the game. I was just driving around as Goku, like, <laughs> just driving everywhere. <laughs> like, wait, what am I doing? I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's more fun to drive. Nice. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, yes. Been getting some good reception. I mean, the game's doing pretty well. Oh, yes, it's doing very, very well. Um, I can praise a lot of parts of uh, the combat as well. You can actually do beam clashing. So the game will do like what's... How can I describe it? It's like an indicator where the beam's going to be from the character's feet onwards. So you can see like this red line appear out of nowhere in the middle of the fight. So you know that's going to be like a big beam attack. So if you're in the line and you fire a beam attack at back, it'll do a clash and it's basically mash X to win. 
And when you do that, that's when it does a follow-up move where that's where it does the close-up camera of, you know, like Goku punching Freeze in his stomach and he's going, Bruh! and same with Gohan when he kicks himself in the face. It's like, Bruh! big reactions and stuff. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Oh, nice. So uh, Game Radar gave it 3 out of 5. PC Gamer gave it 76%. And IGN gave it 7 out of 10. How do you rate it? I'd actually give it a solid eight because, again, we're, we're thinking about when it comes to rating system. If it's out of ten, five is the average. Yeah, correct. And anything below five is not that. Because the problem, everyone does the rating system of like, if it's not nine or eight, it's a shit game. It's like, mm, no, that's not how it really works. Because again, I never give a game a, a ten because I don't think that that's like the perfect rating. Yeah. And there's no such thing as a perfect game like this because, again, from opinion wise of other players and everything else and like i could easily turn around and say well super mario brother free was the best game ever and they're like what is that grandpa <laughs> is that that game in the <laughs> wizard <laughs> oh, um. oh i remember that game that was the game where you know mario goes out into space the galaxy no that's super mario galaxy what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> fucking bangs fucking everything's banging outside my house cause it's so windy Bloody hell. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just scared the shit out of me. Um, yeah, okay, so that's Kakarot. <laughs> what else we got? We've got, uh, have you played any other games lately? I haven't played Jedi Order yet, uh, Fallen Order yet, um, but apparently that's really good. I was thinking of getting that when it gets on sale because I've seen it's very glitchy from all the videos I've seen. Um, I've just been playing a lot more of Project Justice, which was done by the Yakuza developers. Um, right. That's become a much bit better, like got more into the story and everything. Uh, a lot more of Smash. Um, still played a bit more of Mario Sonic at the Olympic Games. Uh, a lot more into Tekken, actually, uh, I can say, for this month. I got into Leroy Smith, the new character, and some of the extra DLC characters, and uh, played a bit online and everything else like that. I got to Mentor Rank, and then that's when the game stops being fun because you then put up with Beast, you know, with the 1001 <laughs> win rate records and everything <laughs> else like that. And so, uh, but yeah, I can say for the new Tekken character, Leroy Smith actually was a lot of fun. Um, again, it takes a lot of inspiration of Wing Chun from IP Man uh, or Ip Man or how you pronounce it. I say intellectually property man. It sounds much cooler. Yeah, um, property man. But oh yeah, that's what it is. That's why he's fighting in the movies. Like, no, you don't have the rights to this. Do, 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 do. <laughs> it's basically Disney on a rampage. <laughs> yeah, basically it. Um, okay, so backpedaling to Smash though. Okay, um, I guess our audience might remember. I think it was our second last episode. We discussed uh, predictions for Smash, the new Smash character, how we figured it was going to be a Resident Evil character because of the um, the assist trophies and the the, uh, the trophies in the, the sorry the spirits that we added into it. Well, yeah. that was incorrect. <laughs> womp womp. I know. And uh, <laughs> with much uh, uh, spoilers, it's another Fire Emblem character. Yay! It's just yeah. like. If you announce another Fire Emblem or Pokemon character, I'm like, ah, yeah. Yeah, no one cares. We've got enough Fire Emblem. <laughs> That's pretty much my reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like done. Thank yeah, you. I say the best reaction to look up it as I found it on Twitter was um, a person went to, they usually have the live stream from Nintendo New York <clears> where <throat> they announced like the Smash events or they had the Nintendo Directs where people would turn up to actually live to capture live reactions of how people do it. Uh, same in Japan as well. They do it out... Um, Outside of Kabuki Cho, there's a giant theater, like a giant projection screen that they play out there. So they yeah. capture live reactions of people there as well. And basically, they 
complimented when they had all the announcements from these two events of all the other DLC characters. And, you know, they get all the reactions of, <laughs> yeah, wow! All the Japanese reactions are, whoa! As they always do. <laughs> Um, and then basically when it came to the last one, the Fire Emblem character, it's just like dead quiet in Japan. And the next one is like in New York's one. Everyone's like, oh, and then all the like two Fire Emblem fans are like, yeah. And then they go quiet really quickly because everyone's looking at them really madly. <laughs> it's like, whoops, sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know what they're doing with it. Like, But I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, yes, well, you have to look at um, the one before the, the one that came out on the 3DS. They they actually had the character, the dragon one, uh, the two dragon characters. They came in before the game was even released. Yes, yes, that is correct. Um, but yeah, it's just. And then you look at Fire Emblem Free Houses. It's a big, enormous seller on Switch, so it was naturally going to happen. I did predict that in the episode, though. I did think it was going to be someone from the Three Houses. Yeah, and it was. It's both uh, both the main eight character you play lady and ver- guy version of them. Yeah, Bliet, Marth, and Lucina again. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Lucina five point She's gonna be unbalanced. Yeah. She's gonna body everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's just gonna be fucking ridiculous. So, but at least we can take away. They announced there's gonna be another set of characters. So the six will be interesting to see if any of our, of our predictions come through with that. Yes, we'll have to we'll have to keep those. Um, those predictions standing, I think. We'll just keep him standing. No, that's not how you do it, Nico. You put him on the internet and you say, it will happen. Yeah, and then you read the secret. And then, and then when it doesn't happen, it's just like, oh, well, my uncle and Nintendo got the information wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I know someone who works at sales in Nintendo and he knows that what's happening. He saw the metadata. It's like, yeah, no, nah, that's a fucking lie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, no. He saw the shipping came in for the new plans, and he, like, flipped through the pages, and he saw it there. He didn't take a photo with his phone or anything. He just saw it. He's yeah. telling me, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's fact. That's how it goes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Nintendo, um, there was a Pokemon Direct recently. Uh, I don't know if you watched that, Nick. Uh, oh, yeah. I did watch it and everything. The new areas and everything, um, including the new Legendary, which is a Kuma. Yes. Yes, there is. Uh, there's a yeah. Yes, a as I'm yeah. saying, he'll probably be the next Pokemon to make it in the Smash called a Kuma. Yeah, I know. And he does karate. <laughs> so that's uh, we've got the Isle of Armor. His uh, hunger for honey is unmatched. <laughs> 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 well, pretty much. I was looking at. It, I'm like, well, cool, legendary, bro. Um, but yeah, so th- both of these expansion areas, one comes out in June and one comes out in fall. They both look massive. And that's good. I'm glad they went the DLC oh, yeah. route. I didn't want to see another game like um, Super X and Super Yeah, I think y. that I think that they already got a really solid base already. Yeah. So they could really build on upon that, and that's I think it's a much much uh, better idea. And eventually, you know, they'll re-release it as the complete edition or whatever it is and everything to get the people. I I don't know how you can use a Switch now these days without connecting to the internet. I don't think it's physically possible. Yeah. No. Um, no. But yeah, it'd be most likely they will do that. The gold Pokemon, uh, gold Sword and Shield Gold Edition, or something else like that, and you know, have all the characters that are like looking mean <laughs> and angry at each other. Yeah. So, yeah. So the first one comes out in June, and apparently the whole thing is going to be the size of, um, not the size, but it's going to be the way the wild area was set out. So the wild area was really interesting because you could walk around and there was a free camera. And you could go around catching Pokemon. So the two new areas are going to be based on that, which is what people wanted to see more, not these closed-off towns and stuff. Yeah. 
So I think that's going to be very... Oh, yeah, open that shit up. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, uh, what was that? Um, yeah, so that's, that's the, the Isle of Armor. And then there's the Crown Tundra coming out. We got the Crown Tundra. And the Crown Tundra is going to be based on exploration, which is... There's a new co-op mode, so that's going to be fun. And then you can go around looking for, like, the Great North. It's like, basically, you're Scott and Munston going for the North Pole. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah. yeah, that sounds a little good. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot. Uh, Bulbasaur's come back. Squirtle's come back. We got, apparently, 200 Pokemon are coming back for this one, which caused a bit of uh, annoyance for people. Oh, too. that's good. That's what I mean. Just stack it up. Yeah. And people getting some people are getting annoyed because they're like, well, if you had them already once, you just add them in. It's like, well, no. You guys have whinged now about this DLC, but you guys have bought every single game that's come out, even those ones that are exactly the same game, just with an additional legendary. Okay, so don't come complain to me when they release two new areas yeah. for twenty nine dollars. Yeah, that's the that's the thing when it always comes down to the Pokemon fan base. It's just like I like I said when it came out, it's like it's the best game of all time and it's the worst game of all time. That's all I read on the internet from the Pokemon fan base. Yeah, exactly. But the reality is is that they run out on launch day and they make it get record sales and then they complain that nothing changes. It's like, yeah, it starts with you. Yeah, exactly. But um so that's that's gonna be really fun, I think. Um so when June comes around I'll have more content to play because I've already finished the game, I've already even finished the post game i haven't collected the pokedex yet because i unfortunately have to go to work on a daily basis um and so fuck that for a yeah joke. just do that i have a life yeah i fuck that for a joke um and i don't <laughs> have any friends to trade with unfortunately uh, yeah. well i'll pick it up when i saw the dlc and everything i'll think i'll pick it up for then yeah because i have a lot more pokemon and everything so i'll get into it yeah if you get it get sword because i don't have i've got shield okay well, so we'll do the tradies yeah but I've already picked up my Slowpoke as well. So you got a Slowpoke on uh, day one of this new update they had. So, yeah. Yeah. Slowpoke. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, so that's Pokemon. That was the uh, recent update. So basically, we've got a lot of stuff to cover. Um, we'll probably cover it over a couple of episodes, mainly because, um, you know, we don't have enough time to catch up on everything from the last three months. But, uh, yeah, what other yeah. video game kind of announcements has there been lately, Nick? Well, there was the denounced the cyberpunk, which you and me were not surprised about whatsoever. Um, again, this is coming from perspective of the first trailer that they showed us of what the game will look like and then what it looked like actually at E3 and then suddenly announcing Keanu Reeves was suddenly going to be in the game and it's like, well, you'll have to change the game's narrative of how it works because you're having a whole new character that's just appeared out of nowhere that's meant to be a main interaction with the character, so you have to rewrite the script of how that will work. <laughs> and then that comes in the question of how many scenarios in the game that'll actually change of gameplay wise that it'll have to change because of that um again i think it's like i said i think it's it's come down to they had an idea and a vision at the time but it got to a point where they weren't confident enough for some reason in its marketing or anything else like that for the game and i don't understand cyberpunk is the tits in the first place if you make it anything close to blade runner you've already made a good game yeah exactly exactly i just yeah so what's what's your thought? Would you rather them yeah, and so it's been now and have a have a good game or release it and then have like a fifty gig update on like day three? No, no, no. I want a good game when it comes out when I buy it. That's how it always is. Yeah. Um, that's the infamous quote of uh, Miyamoto, as he classically said, of like a good game is good forever, a bad game is always going to be bad forever. So that's why he does for justify when it comes to delays and everything. Yeah. 
No, exactly. And uh, so your prediction is that No More Heroes 3 is going to come out first. Oh, that's the contest I'm holding right now. It's because of all these big announced games that are coming out. Uh, Doom Eternal is coming out in March, which I'm really pumped about. Yep. Um, Again, if you already could run Doom on my computer, you can run Doom Eternal. Uh, But when it comes down to game release and everything, No More Heroes 3 joked about coming out in 2020 with this trail of (laughs) good luck. So now it's actually, (laughs) you might actually come out before these other big games actually. (laughs) Um, Well, not just that has been delayed. Um, Final Fantasy VII has been pushed back a month just to do some polishing off. Yeah, uh, actually releasing around April now. No, wait, after April, isn't it? I think it's, yeah. In April. May. I, yeah, I think it's May now. It was meant to come out April. Um, not only that... Yeah, now it's coming out in May. Yeah, not only that is uh, Last of Us 2 has been pushed back three months, which, you know, we knew that was going to happen because we've only had, like, two things uh, based on it. Yeah, Watch Dogs has been pushed back and Marvel Avengers have been pushed back. So everything's just been pushed back, so... Which needed to be done. Yeah. I know. So, I don't know. Yeah, when I look at Marvel Avengers, I'm seeing a hot mess. That's the only way I can really look at it that way. Even when I played it at PAX, it's graphically, it's coming out looking pretty goddamn ugly in the time period it's coming out. Yeah. Uh, Just hot off the presses as well. Dying Light 2 has been delayed inevitable. Inevitably. Indefinitely, sorry. Yeah, I read that today as well. That's another one because they just don't have a date set for it and everything else like that. Again, I think a lot of people, a lot of these developers were thinking that, you know, it was going to be like schedules last time to come out and everything. But again, to making games looking this good and everything else, a lot of people have to realize it's the teams are getting bigger. It's more animators. It's more artists and everything else like that. Example, like Resident Evil 2 remake. Do you know 500 people worked on that game? Yeah, a massive team. Yeah, so that, yeah, so yeah, to to demand this high level of graphics and anything else that people are expecting for out of these systems, I'm sorry, people, it's just going to be a lot more work, a lot more work has to go into it than it ever was before. So that's why I'm saying that No More Heroes Three has the highest chance because I know Suda's working on the budget of whatever changes in his couch and his smaller team, and it's like he'll most likely make it. <laughs> oh yeah, Suda's like, wow, a hundred billion yen. That was just here. He's like Bean Boy. Yeah, from Excel Saga. But yes, that's a, that's a lot of delays. No, it's more like it's just pulling out the cat. It's just like, whoa, 100,000 US dollars. I can make a 10 games out of this. <laughs> yes, that's, that's a lot of delays. I can't believe Dying Light. So indefinite hold. That's kind of like Akira. So I don't know. It's kind of like Dead Rising 2. Uh, not Dead Rising 2, sorry. Dead Island 2. What have happened to that? It just disappeared. Yeah, it just disappeared. Just went the way. Deep Silver. Like I said, most of these games that we've seen and everything, a lot of them either go into limbo and they just stop talking about it. And it's very common that they just stop working on it and don't tell anyone. Yeah. Well, I think think what these games companies should do is stop giving us these CG rendered trailers and start giving us gameplay trailers. And then we'll believe you. Um... Like, all these games have just had CG trailers. Nothing. Yeah, but that's the hard part, though. It's like, it's what happened with Cyberpunk. They did the exact same thing for their first trailer. They had the whole, this is actual in-game engine. This is what the game will look like and everything. And then when they actually show us what in-game is, like, mm, no. Yeah, sorry. Your game looks like Minecraft, all right? So just uh, go back and work on it. <clears throat> yeah, your game doesn't look as sharp and clean and, you know, well-lighted and everything else like that. It looks more muddy and um, more shitty. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> I least, can tell on the second I see it and everything, people. At least that's one thing about um, Blizzard. I know, you know, we don't want to associate with them, but we know that their trailers are bullshit based on what their games look like. 
we know that they just give us hot shit CGI trailers. Yeah, yeah. But other games will be like, oh, this is our game, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, they try to part. Yeah, and a lot of people have to understand the reason why they now show trailers and they actually have that little uh, thing at the bottom saying not actual gameplay footage. We have to thank Sony for that. Yeah, because Sony are a bunch of fat liars. And they're not going to E3 this year again because they're a bunch of assholes and they don't have any games. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. That was the big news as well, as Sony's missing out on E3 for the second time. And I remember when everyone bitched that Nintendo stopped having the stage show, they were still at E3, yeah. but they had the directs instead. And they were like, oh, it's like they're not at E3 at all. And Sony misses two E3s in a row completely. No stage show, no press conference. No presence at the presence all. Everyone's like, yeah, 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 that, that, that's fine. That's exactly what you want to see from a company releasing a new system is not showing anyone it at all. <laughs> that shows they have huge confidence in it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I predict by the year 2022, Disney is going to buy out Sony and the, the, PS4, the PS6 is going to be renamed the Disney Infinite. <laughs> Just yeah, that, was most like, that is a big possibility that either Microsoft or Sony... Their division will get bought out, and then they'll try and make it like the box where you can access Disney Plus and oh, it plays games. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Sony, fuck off, done. I mean, you don't have anything to show us. You haven't had anything to show us for two years. What's going on, guys? What, what's happening? I mean, Last of Us Two. That's all you've been banking on. Yeah, and Ghost of Tsubasa, which uh, so, I'm sorry if I mispronounced it or anything. That looks really good, and we're going to get one trailer update for it. I'm like, wow, I wait, can't wait to see more. Oh, you're not there at E3? Wow, thanks. Yeah. Well, they better actually have a workaround and have some kind of uh, direct or something. They better have something, because the fans need to know what they're in for. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't have it at E3 time. They're like, oh, we'll talk about it much later. It's like, no, it's E3 and it's PAX, and those are the big two that you announce stuff. Yeah. Maybe Gamescom. And if you're at neither of them, then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Not obviously not working on games. Oh, we're working on a new system. It's going to be so powerful. Okay. Enjoy. Far out, Brussels. Yeah, and that's all they keep telling us. It's like I get that, that, that's the part I even found out as well. What I'm I'm finding really really disturbing when it comes to both Microsoft and Sony talking about their new systems and everything. They now gotten to the point where like, oh, I don't understand why people are obsessed with specs and everything. It's like because you're telling us that these are the most powerful fucking things on the planet. Spoilers, everyone. They will not be more powerful than any computer when they come out as well. There are rendering computers in Hollywood right now that will not be caught up by consoles in another twenty years. I'm telling you right now. No. When it comes down to technology updates and everything. So there's no... That's the greatest slide that always comes out is people try and say, oh, when the console comes out, it's more powerful than PC. No, there's PCs way more fucking powerful than the consoles when they come out. Yeah. Like, at the same time. You can always... So, but yeah, if you're trying to sell us that this is the most... Or, yeah, like, if it's the, always the super mega awesome update, the awesome system and everything, it's like, okay, what's in it? Well, why do you want to know that? Because I have to know what's in it if I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's just around the corner when these games consoles... Uh, games consoles? Games consoles are just going to be just PCs that have the operating system of Microsoft and PlayStation. Well, they already that's, are. Yeah, that's all they are now. So it's just, a, it's just a PC that you can't mod. That's it. That's the difference. Yeah, pretty much. It's a PC you can't mod, and for some reason developers think that stops piracy when it doesn't at all. So, yeah. Yeah, no, not anymore. The pirates are always in. Ugh. All right, so we're going to duck into the promo zone quickly, and then we'll get Well, it's back. mostly going to be a real big, interesting... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, no, no. Finish what you're going to say. I was just going to say, it's just a real interesting situation when it comes down to it is because you look at where these two big companies like Sony and Nintendo come from, you look at the sales numbers in Japan. Nintendo's pretty much dominated Japan right now with the Switch. Yes. Like, you look at the sales when it comes down to pretty much all the games in the top 20, majority, it's all Nintendo. Like, you look at the biggest sellers and everything, it's majority Nintendo and stuff like that. So it comes down to, with these new systems coming out, it's, I think, they're not, I think they're really underestimating the the foot that the Switch already has in at the moment. The, it's foot through the door and everything else like that. And it's going to be come down to, as I always say when it comes down to game systems, of how much is it going to cost? It doesn't matter if you have the most powerful system of all time and everything because, again, we can recollect from the PS3 days. Remember when that came out, it was a grand here in Australia. Yeah, and then it's like, gee, I wonder why it didn't sell. And Kaz Harai was so proud of himself. $999. I, I'm oh, Kaz yeah. Harai. Ridge Racer. Thanks, thanks, Kaz. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's uh, they're going to be pretty pricey. I'm, I know they say oh four hundred dollars. Yeah, nah, sorry guys, you guys are going to completely sting us here in Australia. Yeah, we're looking. That's how much systems cost now. Is the three to four hundred dollar range here? So they're saying it's like oh, it's going to be four hundred. Like no, it's not. No, yeah, no. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. The launch lineup. They're not going to price it exactly the same as the PS4 and Xbox One. It's not happening. Yeah, and if we're lucky enough, we'll get it bundled with the only game that will come out on it for the first year, Halo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's basically Microsoft's response to it. It's like, no exclusives in the first year. Wow, that's really great of you telling me that, me not wanting to buy it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. So we're going to duck into the promo zone, and when we get back, we'll talk about the latest anime news from Nerdy Nick. And then that'll be our episode. Yeah, some latest animes. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon. Hey, everybody. This is Sedge. And this is King Hegel, a.k.a. Lightsaber Ninja. And we're two of the three hosts of Gaming Casual. A gaming podcast where three idiots discuss games in the gaming industry casually. Sometimes we get along, sometimes we disagree, and sometimes we go on 45-minute rants about consoles that haven't released yet. Hey, 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 I'm innocent here. Bullshit. Check us out on Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes release every Thursday. And not for nothing, but every single person that listens to our podcast happens to be a genius and attractive. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real life conversations that all can find relatable. 
New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wonder Soul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wonder Soul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wonder Soul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. And we're back, everyone. Enjoy those podcasts. Yeah, so anime news. Go yeah, for cool. Week. Cool. All right, so what's happening in the world of Okay, anime news? anime news in the meantime. Well, of course, we've got the seasonal anime at the moment. It's the wintertime season in the States and um, Japan, basically. So it's the wintertime anime or springtime anime season that's coming along. Yep. Uh, I checked out one. I always have a bad habit. It's like when I watch a new anime that comes out, if it has a manga, I didn't go and read the rest of it uh, just to get ahead in the story and everything else like that. And it was a new one called Doro Head Doro. Um, to explain, yeah, when you see Dora Head Dora, you're going to be like, what the fuck is this dude with a dinosaur head and he's biting people's heads and stuff like that? Okay, I'm going to make this a lot easier for everyone to understand. Magic. Magic. I like that. Yeah, so basically, Dora Head Dora is the world that's between the realm of magic and the real world. So it's people that live in this world, and basically what happens is the people from the world of magic always come into this world, which is called the whole or whoever translates it or what they lay, they, they say it's the ghetto, the hole, the slum or anything, this world in between, where they get to experiment on the people to with their magic for, you know, their gradings and stuff like that since they're practicing on people and everything, but they're the in-between people. They're not the real world people, so it's okay. <laughs> so that, of course, brings in politics of that world uh, with the main character. I forgot his name, but he's basically associated with a group called the Cross Eyes. They're the people that are rebelling against the magic users and everything because they're getting sick of people coming in and deforming people and leaving and stuff like that, not fixing their shit and everything. Yeah. And of course, when it comes to the magic community, each magic person has their own unique form of magic when it comes down to it. Like one of the main guys who's the head of their place and everything, he has a mushroom magic. Basically, any way he breathes out of his mouth, he can turn people or objects into mushrooms. That's a power. Yeah, and basically as he associates when he got in the fights with other people and everything, he's just like, do you understand how mushrooms work? They release spores, tiny, tiny little spores that you can't even see yourself that are in your body right now, and the mushrooms grow out for you right now, and that's what happens. Yeah, that's kind of fucked. That always scares me. It's like uh, the clickers in Last of Us. They're basically mushroom people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's basically it. And, um, but yeah, there's all different... But yeah, when I say magic and everything else like that, so when you go into this and you'll be like, what the fuck is going on? Just understand, it's all magic. Nothing needs to be explained. You're going to have regular encounters even through the magic world and the sub-world that demons regularly turn up. And of course, like high-end magic users can actually give up their give up themselves up to become demons, which is a whole other process and everything too. Um, but yeah, I would recommend anyone, because again, I watch the anime for what it is and... It looks really nice, and it has the mix of 2D and 3D animation, which is actually not too uncanny value or anything, and so it's actually really good to go with everything else like that. Um, visually, it looks much better and everything, because the manga itself is very rough yep. in comparison. Good. Uh, but yeah, basically, that's what it comes down to. I went down, and I read through the whole manga as well and everything. I'm like, this is a fucking shit. This is not a shit show. It's just like, I have no idea what's going on, but I love it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, has it been dubbed yet, or is it all just uh, subbed? Uh, no, it's just come out. We only got the few episodes. I don't know who is in charge of dubbing, but it most likely be streamed by one of these dubbing companies on their sites and be very dubbed very shortly. Yeah. Um, awesome. Awesome. Same. Same with a lot of shows and everything else like that. Yeah. 
Um, here's one from me. Uh, Ava 4.0 or Ava 3.0 plus 1.0 has been given a release date, and that is June the 20th. Oh, yes. In Japan. So we still won't see it for a few years, probably. Um, which kind of sucks. Well, we'll see it when it comes out. It'll just be in a different language. Yeah, true. I mean, I don't know. But that's still that's still a, a tentative release date. I see it being delayed like everything else. See it joining the long list of delays. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, besides other anime news in the meantime, I posted a clip. Well, yeah, well, it is what it is when it comes to Ava. Basically, <laughs> we don't know if Netflix will be doing the dubbing or we don't know if the original company will be doing the dub- dubbing again. Uh, I'm hopefully that Netflix will cover it, like they will get it and get it done as quick as possible so people can watch it. Yep. But again, that's again when it comes to Evangelion. That that series is in limbo when it comes to dubbing and everything else like that all the time. Exactly. <clears throat> yes. Sorry. Okay. Keep going. More news. Uh, as for other anime news, uh, one of my top anime picks of last year, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind, is being dubbed. Uh, they're nearly about 10 or more episodes in. Um, actually, a really solid English dub as well because again, it's based in Italy, so you expect people actually actually speak Italian with English Italian at the same time, which they do as well, which is really nice. Good, good, good. I still, I've still just making it through the very first season of JoJo, so I'm still slowly catching up. It's going to take a while. Yeah, yeah, I know you're a brave man for doing the first season. Like I said, it's like. How's the perfect way to sum it up? There's great animes, like animes with great legacies, but when they first started, they were garbage. Yes. I cannot believe how garbage some of the stuff that, you know, that you find out that inspiration and everything when they first started. A great example is um, the Kaneko Man or Ultimate Muscle series. Um, that's been a big influence for, like, different uh, pro wrestling characters like King and Clark from the King of Fighters, and, like, they take the moves from Kaneko Man and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when that series first started, it was garbage. I could not believe how hot garbage it was when I was watching it first. Like, how did this ever become popular? <laughs> yeah, it's so strange the things people start resonating with. It's just bizarre. Yeah, what was another really uh, start where it had like really, really, really bad? Um, I just remember another series I told you. It was Kanika Man, and there was another one. It was. Again, it's like Demon Slayer when that first came out. The manga of it, it looks like shit when it first came out in the manga form. Like it was so badly drawn. No, another great example of don't judge by things from it's how it looks is, of course, Mob Psycho, where it looks atrocious in art, but it's actually a really good story. Yeah. But it comes down to like a lot of popular series that, you know, stuff the stuff we liked and grew up there and everything. When you actually see the first stuff of where they start off and everything, it's like, how the hell did Dragon Ball become popular with this naked kid running around and eating fish? Boring. Yeah, and slapping people on the vagina. Yeah, yeah, slapping Bomber on the ass and, you know, getting that pee up shot. (laughs) (laughs) Japan's weird, but awesome. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Japan's a magical land where they can just do whatever they want. (laughs) But, yeah, so we're we're sort of in that limbo state at the moment. um, We've had all the gaming updates and all the gaming delays, so that's been something. But other than that, uh, when it comes to movies and TV shows, there hasn't been too much announcements just because we're in that that Christmas period. Um, I'm still very Yeah, excited. it's the New Year's start period. That's what it always comes down to. Yeah. Um, there's a new Pokemon. Well, it's not a new Pokemon movie. There's a Pokemon movie coming out on Netflix soon. Uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back re- de- reloaded or rebranded. It's a CG movie. It looks like it's yeah, worth a watch. Yeah, 3D animated one. 
Yeah, so it looks like it's worth a watch. I don't know. Um, unfortunately, yeah, as I said last year, that uh, Cowboy Bebop has been delayed due to John Cho injuring himself. So hopefully he recovers soon and hopefully they can get back into production because uh, I'm actually quite excited for it still. I have not been quenched. Is it the first ever quenched though? The thirst will never be quenched, no, unless you have a solo, like a solo man. Yeah. And oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen Star Wars yet, so I'm I'm gonna see it soon, and then we'll all be able to talk about it. Yeah, I saw it over on um, El Telemundo, so I'm all good. El Telemundo, yeah. Um, yeah, El Telemundo, as in it was in another theater and they were speaking another language, but luckily they had subtitles, so I could understand. <laughs> Goodness gracious me. Uh, yeah, but that's pretty much it for now. Um, we got to do a bit of more of a deep dive into some research and check out some other stuff. But um, for now, I think that's pretty much covered up to date. But uh, we will still have a couple of episodes just catching up. And then we'll be doing a bit more of our usual discussions and complaints, our usual arguing about whatevers. But yeah, no, for now, it's just really good to be back into it and getting back into it. Yeah, this is a good start. Yes. I just uh it's just good that we can get back into it. So that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about hitting the ground running. Um yeah, so our release date's still gonna be Thursdays. I don't know what time. It adjusts every every day, but whatever. Um so yeah. It's really good to be back and uh it's really good to have Nick back and soon we'll have Kyle and um Carbon Water back. So the whole gang will be here for our next episode, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yes. Um, but yeah, so from everyone at Dem Fancy Dinosaurs, hope you guys had a safe and happy new year and we look forward to talking to you next week when we will update you on our movies, TV shows, pop culture. Thanks, everyone. And general production as well. Yeah, just general. Whatever we're doing at the moment, some more plans, yeah, updating yeah. our website, all that stuff. Don't forget to check us yeah, out yeah. on you know, Twitter or our Patreon. Buy new pants because we tore them. Yeah. It is what it is. It <laughs> is. Tis what it is. Right, buddy. I'll uh, catch you later, and uh, we'll speak soon. All right. Thank you. Uh, uh, good to chatting and everything. Chat- thanks to everyone who listens as usual or anyone that takes the time to listen to us. And shout out to uh, making it into the top 100 in Singapore. So I don't know how to say it in the language, but thank you very much in <laughs> to all the people listening from Singapore as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We charted in on Spotify in Singapore and Indonesia recently. So... Thank you very much. Uh, Samal- oh, Sal- nice. Salamat Pagi. I think that's, I don't know. And Senpai Jumbo. Salamat Pagi. Salamat Pagi. Yeah, but yeah, so ah. that's two charts. So We're very sorry if we butchered your language. We, we did butcher their language. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all right. Well, uh, everyone have a fancy afternoon and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. And-